Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible each year, following the weekly Torah portions together with the rest of Scripture daily as well. Today we have Sunday the 2nd of April or the 11th of Nisan and um, I am Harriet, I will be your reader today. And today, also in history, Messiah goes to Jerusalem, curses the fig tree, and cleanses the temple. Quote from Matthew 21. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were buying and selling in the temple, and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves, and he would not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple. We can also read about that in Mark 11. This week, this new week, we have a new parasha, and it's called Pesach, or Passover, because this week, on Wednesday evening, we will start the celebration of Pesach. That is Erev Pesach, or Erev Passover, um, and that is the beginning of this feast. Today, the scriptures from the Torah will be Exodus chapter 33 verses 12 through 16 and you will notice that during the Pesach week or the Passover week the scriptures will be a little different in the Torah than um, the other days of the year. So before we start reading the scriptures let's bless the Lord and thank him for giving us his word. Blessed are you Lord our God King of the universe who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua, the Mashiach, our Master. Moshe said to the Lord, Behold, you tell me, bring up this people, and you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me your way now that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. He said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. For how would people know that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not that you go with us, so that we are separated, I and your people, from all the people who are on the surface of the earth? That was Exodus, or Shemot, 33, 12 through 16. Now our portion from the prophets will today be from the prophet Isaiah or Yeshayahu, chapter 36. Now in the 14th year of King Hiskiahu, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all of the fortified cities of Yehuda and captured them. The king of Assyria sent Rabshakeh from Lachish to Jerusalem to King Hiskiahu with a large army. 
and he stood by the aqueduct from the upper pool in the fuller's field highway. Then Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shevna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder, came out to him. Then Ravshaki said to them, Now tell Hiskiahu, The great king, the king of Assyria, says, What confidence is this in which you trust? I say that your counsel and your strength for the war are only vain words. Now in whom do you trust that you have rebelled against me? Behold, you trust in the staff of this bruised reed, even in Mitzrayim, which if as a man leans on it, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Paro, king of Mitzrayim, to all who trust in him. But if you tell me, we trust in the Lord our God, is it not he whose high places and whose altars Hiskiahu has taken away, saying to Yehuda and Yerushalayim, you shall worship before this altar? Now therefore, please make a pledge to my master, the king of Assyria, and I will give you two thousand horses, if you are able on your part to set riders on them. How then can you turn away the face of one captain of the least of my master's servants, and put your trust in Mitzrayim for chariots and for horsemen? Have I come up now without the Lord against this land to destroy it? The Lord said to me, Go up against this land and destroy it. Then Eliakim, Shevna and Yoah said to Rav Shake, Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. Do not speak to us in Judean, within the hearing of the people who are on the wall. But Rav Shake said, Has my master sent me only to your master and to you to speak these words? And not to the men who sit on the wall, who will eat their own dung and drink their own urine with you. Then Rav Shake stood and called out with a loud voice in Judean, and said, Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. The king says, Do not let Hiskiahu deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you. Do not let Hiskiahu make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hiskiahu, for the king of Assyria says, Make your peace with me, and come out to me, and each of you eat from his vine, and each one from his fig tree, and each one of you drink the waters of his own cistern, until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards. Beware, lest his Giahu persuade you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Have any of the gods of the nations delivered their lands from the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the kings of Hamat and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sfarim? Have they delivered Shomron from my hand? Who are they among all the gods of these countries that have delivered their country out of my hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? But they remained silent and said nothing in reply, for the king's commandment was, Do not answer him. Then Eliachim, the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shevna, the scribe, and Joach, the son of Asaph, the recorder, 
came to his kiahu with their clothes torn and told him the words of Rav Shake. That was Isaiah or Yeshayahu chapter 36. Now from the portion of the writings, we will read Proverbs or Mishlei chapter 26. Like snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Like a fluttering sparrow, like a darting swallow, so the undeserved curse does not come to rest. A whip is for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. One who sends a message by the hand of a fool is cutting off feet and drinking violence. Like the legs of the lame that hang loose, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. As one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn bush that goes into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. As an archer who wounds all, so is he who hires a fool, or he who hires those who pass by. As a dog that returns to his vomit, so is a fool who repeats his folly. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. The sluggard says, there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion roams the streets. As the door turns on its hinges, so does the sluggard on his bed. The sluggard buries his hands in the dish. He is too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who answers with discretion. Like one who grabs a dog's ears is one who passes by and meddles in a quarrel not his own. Like a madman who shoots torches, arrows, and death, is the man who deceives his neighbor, and says, Am I not joking? For lack of wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. As coals are to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindling strife. The words of a whisperer are as dainty morsels, they go down into the innermost parts. Like silver dross on an earthen vessel are the lips of a fervent one with an evil heart. A malicious man disguises himself with his lips, but he harbors evil in his heart. When his speech is charming, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. His malice may be concealed by deception, but his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Whoever digs a pit shall fall into it. Whoever rolls a stone, it will come back on him. A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. That was Proverbs 26. And now our final portion of scripture for today 
from the Apostolic Writings. We will read Acts chapter 25. Now when Festus had set foot in the province, after three days he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. Then the Kohen Gadol and the principal men of the Judeans informed him against Shaul, and they begged him, asking a favor against him, that they would summon him to Jerusalem, plotting to kill him on the way. However, Festus answered that Shaul should be kept in custody at Caesarea, and that he himself was about to depart shortly. Therefore he said, Let the men of authority among you go down with me, and if there is anything wrong in the man, let them accuse him. And when he had stayed among them more than ten days, he went down to Caesarea, and on the next day he sat on the judgment seat and commanded Shaul to be brought. When he arrived, the Judeans who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing against him many and grievous charges which they could not prove, while he said in his defense, Neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar have I sinned at all. But Festus, desiring to gain favor with the Judeans, answered Shaul and said, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and be judged by me there concerning these things? But Shaul said, I am standing before Caesar's judgment seat, where I ought to be tried. I have done no wrong to the Judeans, as you also know very well. For if I have done wrong and have committed anything worthy of death, I do not refuse to die. But if none of those things is true that they accuse me of, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, You have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar you shall go. Now when some days had passed, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. And as he stayed there many days, Festus laid Shaul's case before the king, saying, There is a certain man left as prisoner by Felix, about whom, when I was at Jerusalem, the chief Kohanim and the Jewish elders informed me, asking for a sentence against him. I answered them that it is not the custom of the Romans to give up any man to destruction before the accused has met the accusers face to face and has had opportunity to make his defense concerning the matter laid against him. Therefore, when they had come together here, I did not delay, but on the next day sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought. When the accusers stood up, they brought no charges against him of such things as I supposed, but had certain questions against him about their own religion and about one Yeshua, who was dead, whom Shaul affirmed to be alive. And being perplexed how to inquire concerning these things, I asked whether he was willing to go to Jerusalem and there be judged concerning these matters. But when Shaul had appealed to be kept for the decision of the emperor, I commanded him to be kept until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I also would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you shall hear him. 
Therefore, on the next day, when Agrippa and Bernice had come with great pomp and had entered into the place of hearing with the commanders and the principal men of the city, then at the command of Festus, Shaol was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa, and all men who are present with us, you see this man about whom all the multitude of the Judeans petitioned me, both at Jerusalem and here, crying that he ought not to live any longer. But when I found that he had committed nothing worthy of death, and as he himself appealed to the emperor, I determined to send him, of whom I have no certain thing to write to my lord, Therefore I have brought him out before you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, that after examination I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to also specify the charges against him. That was Acts chapter 25. And if you are reading through the Apostolic Writings twice this year, you would also read Revelations chapter 19 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray you have a Shavuot Tov, a blessed new week. And if you're preparing for Passover, um, strength and blessing to you as you clean out all the chametz out of your house. For now, Shalom from Israel. Until next time.